Welcome to the Remote CEO Show. My name is De Niro Bartolini, AKA De Niro B. I'm an acclaimed business coach and my moonshot is to change the face of work and business forever. With each episode, we bring you some of the most inspiring and insightful interviews with six, seven, eight, and nine figure entrepreneurs to crack the code on how to build your remote empire and have fun while doing it. Thanks for stopping by and let's get started. What's going on, CEOs? Daniel will be here with another episode of the Remote CEO Show. Today, we're here with Hector Hiner. Hector has a background in engineering, product management, and visual design. He built his own digital product studio back in 2015 in Spain and worked remotely from day one when the words remote work were not commonplace. With his studio, he helped early stage founders all over the world transform their ideas into beautiful, scalable, and laser focused digital experiences. This chat is going to be fire. I'm very excited for it. Let's get right into it. Hector, welcome to the Remote CEO Show. How are you doing today? Doing great. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. It is my pleasure to ask every single one of my guests to tell us what they were doing before they became an entrepreneur. What made you become an entrepreneur, Hector? Well, um, I, I started like computer science and all technical side of things, but I I have always been also a very creative person. I'm also a musician, uh, illustrator, graphic designer. I'm also doing a ton of stuff with my brother that is also very creative. So in some way, when I started working on, you know, uh, engineering services back in, you know, two, 2000, um, I, I always had that, you know, eyesight on what were was happening with design and 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 overall user experience that it was very early in the market at, at that time so um while i was evolving as a professional i was more and more interested on you know connecting everything software design and and product uh and through working uh, at different size companies like big consultancy companies, small consultancy companies, startups from the inside uh, as a first employee. I had that moment where I found my co-founder, Carlos, and we decided to, to fund the studio to, you know, offer services, but thinking about what real founders might need uh, along the way, right? So uh, we have been always very design-driven. We have been always very product-driven. So in some way, I understood at some point that if I wanted to bring something new to the market that I really was believing, um, I needed to to make it myself, right? So it was probably the, the 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 moment I decided to start my own venture and and try it out. And that is fantastic. And you know, we are the remote CEO show, so it would not make sense for us to not ask a question <laughs> regarding remote team building. Now, here's the thing: I know that a lot of business owners. At the very beginning, especially before COVID, they wanted to be in an office uh, because productivity, there was all these different reasons that people gave themselves. Um, obviously, we've noticed that if you actually have a system behind it that works, that really works, uh, productive work can happen from anywhere, especially uh, remotely, actually, when, you, when you're alone and you're focused on what you're doing. So can you tell me your decision 
going remote, what was the decision of going remote? And what was your experience with it when you were building those systems to, to you know, to turn your work as, you know, as productive as possible? Yeah, that, that's great. And actually, I want to share that we were pure remote from day one, even before Slack, I would say, is usually the joke we use. Actually, we were using Google Google Chat and or similar to talk in the early days. Because when we founded the studio, it was 2015. And our first hire was already remote. We were the two co-founders and the first hire that lately will become our CTO. And so we we already started being remote also because we really wanted to be international from day one. And, and we were working from the south of Spain. Our, our CTO was from the east of Spain. And our first client was in Silicon Valley and the second in Silicon Valley and the third in New York, right? So we we had clear that we wanted to be international, to be remote. And in some way, we we believed that, you know, we we had to create our internal systems similar to what we were providing to our clients as, as their experience, right? So for us, it was very honest to, you know, convince our clients to work remotely because also we were working remotely internally, right? And it was a, uh, in some way, uh, um, a way to, to make it a trustworthy in terms of how we were selling uh, asynchronous remote services, right? So from day one, we, we were creating that system and, uh, while we were hiring a lot of people more in Seville, where I was based, um, our, our team always has been uh, incorporating a lot of people working remotely across different parts of Spain, also to you know give the opportunity to people from secondary places, not Madrid, not Barcelona, to work on this uh, interesting company with interesting clients, right? And also, uh, it was a flywheel to convince our clients that remote work was possible because I have to say that as you pointed before, before COVID, I, it was very difficult to convince people that remote was possible, that outsourcing services was possible, working with external teams was possible as efficient uh, as working in the same place. Absolutely. And so going back to really the nitty gritty of your experience, because my listeners, you know, they like to understand people's stories, but they also learn a lot from other people's mistakes. That's also who I am as a person. And so if we yeah. want to go back to your first days when you're setting up the systems, building your teams, like you said, trying to convince your clients that you could make this happen, I'm sure that there was one or two setbacks that you can recall right now that you that I'd love for you to share with our audience where you were like, oh my gosh, why did I do this? And then you obviously optimized your systems and what you did basically to optimize those systems and make sure that you didn't make the same mistakes. Yeah, I think that's a great question in terms of, you know, like using a mental model about, you know, thinking in, this is something we repeat a lot, th thinking in outcomes and not in outputs, right? Uh, that's applicable across many fields, uh, but even thinking about working remotely um, versus working in person applies to to this mental model as well. The thing is that you know in the beginning probably was not a mistake. It was more like a default behavior. We tried to mimic things that were done in person to just the digital space, uh, and and that rarely works, right? Um, you have to create new ways of doing things, thinking about the outcome. Probably the outcome is the same. It's like similar to applying the job to be done 
framework, right? It's like probably the outcome expected from the client is the same or what you expect to do um, with your internal system is, is the same, but the way to achieve it has to be different, right? And just translating things from the real world to the digital world, um, in my opinion, really, really works, right? So from time to time, it's good to have calls, meetings, sessions, and that. But for example, to, to create some sort of brainstorming sessions or to create prioritization exercise, um, things like that, that you will make in a whiteboard in the same room, sometimes in the asynchronous work on the synchronous space or remote work, it's better to do it in an exercise, for example, with different type of sessions, like first one for thinking, second for you know exchanging information third for discussing a specific topics and you know playing the, the 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 process in a different dynamic that if you were in the same place right so i think that we usually as human beings try to come back to standards or come back to culture that it was before us and from now on even now with ai and all these tools we have to stick with thinking about outcomes and just try to achieve those outcomes in a different way, right? And I think that's very applicable to to remote work versus uh, in-person work, asynchronous versus synchronous. Absolutely. Okay, so if I have to take something away from what you said, which was very, there's several things, but the one thing that really stood out to me right now is that basically to break down uh, more complex tasks that you may be able to achieve in a long meeting in person into smaller, uh, more organized meetings whereby people know exactly what to expect from that specific meeting. So I guess they come more prepared. Um, what this comes to mind is I used to work uh, with a team of about, uh, well, we're 150 people in one big room, but our teams, our sales teams were like 15 to 20 people each. And I remember these long meetings where everybody, like sometimes you're at two hour meetings, testing the script and then optimizing the delivery and then the pitch and, and you know, like the close and everything else. Uh, those types of meetings in a, in a Zoom chat setting, for example, they would get very diluted. Uh, everybody would just put themselves on mute and turn off the camera and then maybe fall asleep. If they didn't fall asleep, walk around the house or whatever they are. <laughs> so I totally understand where this comes from. The ability to keep everybody engaged from uh, their home or whatever they are is is, is crucial in, in, in a meeting setting um, when doing these things remotely. So the shorter meeting, the more organized thing meeting is, and most importantly, to have only the people that are really responsible for those specific tasks on the meeting, I think is is really going to, to move the needle when it comes to not only being more uh, more uh, more productive, but also to create a better culture. And now I wanted to use this as a bridge into the last part of these questions that I wanted to ask you, which has to do with building culture in a remote world. I know this is something yeah. very hard to do, and I've been trying to ask as many people as possible, literally hundreds of entrepreneurs, the same question. And so this time to you, Hector, how do you make sure that your remote team feels part of a team when they're not working in person? Yeah, I think it's around values, around principles. And I think that, you know, that, um, also related to the, the previous questions also applies to this one. I think that, you know, sometimes the things that we have to do because we're working remotely 
are also beneficial for working in person, right? I think that more productive sessions are also beneficial in person. Uh, better agendas for meetings and things like that are also beneficial for in-person meetings. So the same for culture, right? Um, not because you are in the same room, your culture is better. Probably is easier if you are in the same room to share your principles, to share your vision. And in that way, people will be more connected to your principles or your vision as a, as a founder or for your company. The thing is that that it's not the best practice as well, right? So when you're working remotely, the family, you have to be more clear around that. And also, for example, if you have a marketing team or a growth, a growth team creating content for the outside world, you also have to create content for yourself, for your team, and create some sort of engagement around what the people are achieving internally, what we value, what we don't value as a team, uh, the, the type of work that we want to do, what we're proud of. And it's also good to do that in a reading mode or in a session with some games and things like that. But um, th those are practices that in the remote world are necessary, but I would say that in the in-person world as well, right? So basically it's coming back to the principles, coming back to articulate what are, what's are your, our vision as a company and how we want to achieve that. And that's something we can perform through different types of sessions and different types of documents and, and pieces, right? And more and more, we have more tools for creating engagement through videos, uh, interviews, documents, and things like that. So people feel part of uh, a bigger purpose of what they are doing daily, right? And also, you know, you can also create some dynamics on, people that can collaborate uh, with their teams and, um, you know, having sessions between them. And it doesn't need to be company-wide. So they feel part of small squads and align on a, on a bigger purpose uh, at the company level, right? Absolutely. So you said something at the beginning, you said it has to do with, uh, yes, with, with uh, obviously the culture, you got to build it by having people that are on the same page. And I hear this recurrently with every person that we interview, that you got to choose the right person because not everyone is well-suited for remote work. Just like not everyone is suited for being, you know, like, um, a like a police party. Like, you know what I mean? Like everybody has their vocation. Everybody has their their abilities and everybody is different and just like any other job remote jobs are not for everyone so when it comes to hiring individuals to build a good team is there something that you write into your job descriptions or questions that you ask in your interview sessions that are there exactly to kind of discern from people that may be good at what they do, but they may not be a well fit for a remote position. And if you do have those signals or those questions, whatever you want to call them, can you share them with our audience? Yeah, sure. I, I think that, I mean, um, finding a good fit is always good for anything we do, right? Like you can sell, 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 but also it's better to find a client that is a better fit for you, right? So the same for hires. Yeah. Um, you're trying to find people, it's like, oh yeah, uh, his resume is perfect, right? But it's not aligned with our with our culture, right? It's, it's not a good fight. Um, if your culture is also remote, 
you have to include that in into what do you think is to be aligned with your culture, right? So the final, there are like some questions. And sometimes I would say that even the candidate gives you that context, right? Like some people are looking for some positions on the remote world because at the end of the day, what we can promote with remote work is more flexibility, more independence on the on the timing and the structure of the schedule. So what we try to highlight in the process is like if that person put values on 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 work remote for anything in particular, or is just because of the job and and how that connects to the personality, right? Because uh, for example, we have had further results with people that they really value working remote because of the flexibility they get from that. So that's a trade-off probably for not having the the um, the conversations in the kitchen, right, with other team members and just having yeah. to do that through a digital space. But they put a lot of value on having a better work-life balance. And, and that's critical for being a good fit in a remote company, right? And even for me, I, I, I understand that uh, I we have a small space here in Seville where some of us goes there, but uh, I I agree that part of what I really value under dynamics for myself are in the companies is about flexibility as well and work life balance, right? So I think it's important that when you're selling because everything is selling when you're selling a position about working remote for for your company, it's about why, right? Why is it important to work remote and why do you think? It, it, it could be better to work remotely uh, for you or or uh, compared to working in person. So those questions, I think, are critical in the process, not just assuming that the work is remote and, and that's just another item on the description. It's more about why that person uh, might value working remotely, right? Because depending on the answers, you can detect if it's just a commodity from them or it's just like a life decision. In, in some way can connect them uh, to the company way more. Yes, 100%. Um, I have one question before my audience will find out where they can find you online. So that question is, yeah. is there anything exciting that you guys are working on as a team or you uh, yourself as, as, a, as, a, as a business owner uh, that you want to share with our audience, something exciting coming down the pike? Yeah, well, I mean, one of the main benefits of working on a services company uh, like ours uh, is that we spot trends way before, right? So everyone is, you know, like super hyped right now with AI. Yeah. And we are, we have the, the luxury to work with very big players in the space and, and AI products, deep AI products. And we we support them with design, front-end work and, and trying to do uh, very interesting product. So the finally having the opportunity to work on on this new trend that personally I think that will will change a lot of what we think is is about working online. Um, it's the finally exciting, and also uh, all the plans that we have in order to share more with the community about our processes or practices and things like this, like this conversation, right? Like sharing more about what we have learned through these eight years. Uh, in all the the areas that we we touch, um, that's also it's very exciting because we really want to bring to people to to understand uh, things that are very important in this space. So so yeah, those are the the team the two main projects right now, the two main main strategies, and and yeah, finally always learning. 
Awesome. Awesome. Hector, I'm sure that my audience will want to know more about your business and uh, about you as a uh, business owner, like I said. So where can people find you guys online? Yeah, you can find me at LinkedIn, Hector Giner, or at Twitter or X, uh, at Hector Giner, the same. And we're set one, set one dot digital. That's the domain, set one dot digital. And all the uh, related handles and different social networks that the, the website is the main hub. So yeah, set one dot digital. And you can say hi to our email and maybe collaborate in something. Right. Perfect. Hector, again, thank you very much for being at the Remote CEO Show. I'm looking forward to having you back in the future. And in the meantime, enjoy the rest of your day. Yeah, thank you. And likewise. And this is it for today, CEOs. Thanks for staying with us until the end. Can I ask you a big favor? Can you please leave a review? I know the podcast app is not super straightforward. So if you don't know how to leave a review, just DM me on Instagram at B. D-E-N-I-E-R-O-B and I will send you the direct link to the review section and to show you my appreciation, I will answer any business question you ask me during that conversation. So thank you again and I will talk to you again soon.